NFL free agency week one is over. Who are the biggest winners for fantasy football? We'll tell you today on the podcast. The Fantasy Football Briefing is a daily football podcast delivering you news, opinions, and analysis from a fantasy football perspective. This is the Fantasy Football Briefing. I'm your host, John Maselli, here with my co-host, Jason Spencer. Jason, how are you doing today? Very good, John. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. Um, let's get started today. So we're going to be giving you our top three fantasy football winners from this um, week's free agent signing period. Obviously, most of the free agents have signed. There are some players still out there, and we'll be updating you as those players sign with their teams. But for now, um, the, the players who have signed thus far We're going to give you our biggest winners. And so one thing to keep in mind as we go through these is these are not just players who have signed. They're also players who benefit as the um, uh, as a result of other signings or trades that have occurred this week. So, Jason, um, why don't you give me your first winner uh, this week in free agency? Uh, sure. So I'll start off with a player who we talked about in yesterday's podcast. We talked about Randall Cobb, who uh, recently signed with the Texans. And uh, if you go back and listen to that, you'll basically hear all my reasons for liking Randall Cobb. But I actually think he might be one of the biggest winners because I said I believe he'll be a solid wide receiver two option next year. And I think that's because obviously the 150 vacated targets from DeAndre Hopkins. And I think he might lead that team in targets and receptions and anyone leading getting most of Deshaun Watson passes is going to be a very strong fantasy option. And I, mm-hmm. I think he might fill that role. Yeah. And so I think, um, it's a, again, somebody that we discussed in the podcast yesterday, at least that I brought up, um, that I think for all the same reasons you just mentioned, the 150, uh, targets that are now gone. Um, I am a big fan of Will Fuller this year. I think if he can stay on the field, he has a really good opportunity to be a like low end wide receiver to um, that's where I'd put him now, but the guy has a lot of talent. We've seen him explode in many games. Um, he's got a high ceiling any week. And I really think that this void is going to be one that he has the potential to fill. And so if he's able to do that, he becomes a really, really promising fantasy option. And um, yeah, I guess we'll see the the thing for him again is can he stay on the field? And if so, he makes for a really good option. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think it's both of our biggest winners are similar reasons. I think maybe I'm just slightly more risk averse. Um, looking at these two receivers, I just think a player like Will Fuller, who's missed slightly under um, 50% of the possible games he could have played this past the past two seasons, is someone I would tend to shy away from. Mm-hmm. But the talent's there, and the opportunity is going to be there, so I don't have an issue with that at all. Yeah, makes sense. Um Let's move on. So who's your second winner of this week's um, signings and trades? So my second winner is going to be a player who I think benefits a lot from one of the bigger trades we've seen in free agency, and that is uh, Josh Allen. Um, Last year, Josh Allen finished as QB6, which is obviously a really strong performance. And you could tell me right now Josh Allen is the number one quarterback next year, and I would totally believe you. I think finishing as QB6 with a receiving core of John Brown and Cole Beasley is impressive enough and then you add a player of Stefan Diggs caliber I think it's going to really take him to a new level next year um both in the passing game but I also think it could benefit him in the run game because those receivers are going to demand so much attention downfield it's going to open up a lot of space for him to run I think and it could only benefit a quarterback like him who likes to take off so Mm -hmm. that's my second winner that's a great point um I think I'll stick along that trend of 
picking a quarterback who you know is benefiting as a result of a major trade and so Kyler Murray um gets DeAndre Hopkins he's on the flip side of that Will Fuller and Randall Cobb discussion that we just had um you know I think it's natural to expect that Kyler Murray is going to improve in his sophomore season anyway Uh, I think a lot of people probably are projecting that I think he'll have a really good year that the offense is dynamic they allow him to do a lot of what they allow the offense runs through him and so it allows him to kind of use his abilities in full and adding a receiver of that caliber to a receiving group that was good but for the most part outside of Larry Fitzgerald still young and developing is really going to be awesome for Kyler Murray's uh, development in in his sophomore season so I think we could see Kyler finish as a legitimate um, starting quarterback and maybe a top eight quarterback um, this year and and I'd probably consider drafting him right around that spot so yeah I'm, I'm going Kyler Murray and so what do you think who else who's the third so my third biggest winner is going to be a player who Granted, I'll preface this by saying he can't do too much better than he was gonna than he did last year. So in a way, he's not the biggest winner, but I think he's gonna have a huge benefit, and that's gonna be Chris Godwin. Um, Chris Godwin to me is a top five fantasy play next year. I think last year he was a top five fantasy play, but I don't think this year a lot of people would have drafted him as one because you know you have to you have to back it up. He had one good year so far, and I think the addition of Tom Brady to the Buccaneers will definitely allow him to back it up. Uh, Tom Brady is a player who obviously likes to target the slot. I mean, a lot of that's because his favorite target in Julian Edelman comes out of the slot. But I think that role is just going to be filled up by Chris Godwin. And I think Bruce Arians loves Chris Godwin. He's talked about how much he loves Chris Godwin. We know he's going to be on the field every snap, every play. And I think Brady is going to feed Chris Godwin. And I think it's going to really allow Chris Godwin to excel um, next year. And I think you could tell me right now, I would have no issue with you drafting Chris Godwin third overall. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's bold. I like it though. I think it I think you're you make a good point with the fact that he was up there points-wise and so you would imagine he would be deserving of it, but like you said, you know, a lot of times you want someone to back that up, but maybe his backing that up is the fact that he's got such a vast improvement at quarterback. So, and speaking of that vast improvement of at quarterback, my third winner is Tom Brady, who moves from a passing game with Julian Edelman and, you know, who else, right? to a passing game now where he's going to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, probably the best wide receiver tandem in the league. I would almost be willing to eliminate the word probably because it's definitely the best receiver tandem in the league at the moment. Especially fantasy-wise. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, And and also, you know, I just think it's a really good team. I think the fact that Jameis Winston was able to do what he did last year fantasy-wise shows me that Tom Brady could have a really, really strong season in fantasy. And I think we'll obviously see his targets and the players around him benefit from that as well. And that's kind of what you were getting at with Godwin. Um, you know, so I think that the Bucks are going to be a really strong team to target in fantasy. And I yeah. think, I think the, um, the Cardinals will be as well. And I, you know, when I mentioned Kyler, I think those two teams are going to be really, really good targets in fantasy this year. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I'm a little less bullish on Tom Brady just cause I'm, I'm skeptical of a quarterback of his age especially one who will probably have two rushing yards next year, especially when you see all the rushing quarterbacks that are going to be available. Mm-hmm. I think I, would, I wouldn't I would want him as my quarterback, but I see the, the merit there. I think 
he's passing to, like you said, two great receivers. Um, and he, I also think he's going to get a lot more passing touchdowns than we usually see him get because I think the Patriots love to run the ball inside the five, and I don't think that's the case as much for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So I think the passing touchdowns might be there for Brady too. I'm, I just hesitate because of the run game. Yeah, and I think the one thing to keep in mind, you know, I'm naming Brady as one of my biggest winners, but there's one thing just to kind of like push back on that a little bit in terms of like just put a halt on it is the fact that I'm not saying that he I think he's going to be a top five quarterback yeah, per yeah, se. Yeah, of course. But I think one thing that's important to consider is like Tom Brady was at the point last year where if he was in New England again this year, he would probably be non draftable yeah. and like borderline like a a lower end QB two yeah. in a in a two quarterback league league even um for a ten team league. Whereas now I think there is a real consideration to say this guy should be on a team because he's got these weapons and that's a huge leap to make when we were literally almost saying Tom Brady's done yeah. after last. Oh, season, I totally you know? agree with you. Yeah. So, so, but that's, that's something to say is just like, while I think there's going to be a lot of takes that Tom Brady is now like the real deal again, that doesn't mean that you should expect Tom Brady to be Tom Brady prime where you would draft him as the first quarterback in your league or um, the first pick in like a two quarterback league. That's not what we're trying to say. I just think he becomes again a fantasy relevant player and kind of comes up from the depths of like you know this guy might be done, his career might be over, or at least his fantasy career might be over. Um, to like this guy could be a really legit fantasy option this year and could be really really good. So yeah, I mean, and Tom Brady finishing with north of five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns is a real possibility. I think so. I'm I don't disagree with you. I think that might be a little bit much, but I, I do think he'll have a really good year. I didn't say I think he would. I'm just saying it's possible. Okay, I like that. Um, all right, well, that's it for today's episode of the Fantasy Football Briefing. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow.